Well, you're starting to feel that pinch at the pump. It's been going on for a while, but uh, it's getting worse going into a July 4th weekend. Aaron Hedlund, chief economist at the Show Me Institute, Missouri-based think tank. Join us every Wednesday morning at this time. He's on KCMO Talk Radio. Aaron, good morning. Uh, we've got gas prices. They dipped their back on the rise going into July 4th weekend, and there's no sign that things are slowing down. What's been the main driver of this here? Well, I mean, really, prices across a lot of things are going up. I mean, gas prices are traditionally a very volatile thing. Uh, so, I mean, what we have, of course, is during the pandemic, a lot of people shifted away from flying to driving. I can tell you I've I've been doing some trips to some national parks over time, and, man, are those things crowded. So, uh, so demand is certainly part of it. But, again, you, you sometimes get volatility when it comes to gas prices. So take me through then, as people get ready for, uh, for the weekend, you mentioned the traveling that people are doing. I mean, what's the best way to get these prices to come on down? I mean, what, what should be the policy that's going on right now in this country? Right. Well, certainly we want, we want to have an all-hands-on-deck energy policy, right? And that's something that we're not getting a whole lot of support from by, uh, by the Biden administration. We need to be developing things. I mean, under the, over the past four years, I mean, America became basically a leader and, and a net exporter of energy. And, you know, we need to hit all of that stuff. Uh, so certainly we don't want to be restraining production at all. So what, what then, Aaron, um, uh, what would you like to see him do? Right. Well, so first of all, I mean, energy is just one component, right? This is really part of a bigger picture, which is that inflation now is running over the past year at 5%, right? That's the highest we've seen in over a decade. And, you know, we're not nearly at late 70s, early 80s kind of uh, levels, but it's something to be concerned about. So, you know, we talk about energy. What about car? What about used vehicle prices? I mean, used car prices are going through the roof. Good luck trying to find rental cars. So I think when it comes to just broader inflation, what we need to have is a supply-side jolt to this economy. We need to get people back to work. We need to, and you know, some states are taking the lead and, and removing some of these unemployment benefits, but we need to get people back to work and, and producing again. Aaron Hedlund, Show Me Institute's on KCMO Talk Radio. So, Aaron, how much, how much truth is there? Because I've been reading a lot about how uh, the inflation numbers, you're right, they're not as bad as they were 40 years ago. But they're also there isn't as big of a spread as there appears to be right now because of how that number gets calculated. Without getting too much in the weeds on this, how much accuracy is there to that? And is that something that the government's doing to basically not have to juice up these Social Security payments, which they would have to do to match inflation? Yes, I'd say the people at the Bureau of Labor Statistics are the ones that calculate the official inflation rate. And uh you know, thankfully, I don't think political pressure gets in there. So I think they're doing their best to calculate this. And again, not to get too much into the weeds, there's really kind of two inflation numbers to look at. One is the overall one. And the other one is the one where you take out food and energy, because food and energy are driven by kind of specific factors that are really not controlled or affected by the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. So in any case, but we're looking at 5% overall and still almost 4% when you take out those other two things. And you know, why is this? I mean, partly it's that people are sitting on tons and tons of government cash that's been given out over the past year. Mm-hmm. So how, how much of this, I mean, you mentioned getting people back into the labor force, obviously. That's a great place to start, I think. But how much of this do you say, boy, I mean, once this thing gets going, it's always difficult to get the prices back down. So what is, what is that threshold when you start to have even more concern about the inflation spiraling out of control and then hopefully normalizing or levelizing over the next few months. 
Right. So for those Fed watchers among your listeners, uh, the Federal Reserve, you know, through monetary policy and interest rate setting, they're the ones that really have a huge impact on inflation. And they actually announced a little over a year ago that they were going to let inflation go up a little bit to make up for really low inflation before. So to some extent, this is playing according to their plan unless it gets out of control. Right? And that's the big risk. Okay. And uh, so we're going to see over the next few months whether the Fed kind of starts tightening the screws. Really, what I hope is that that need not happen. If, if people were to get back to work and, and really expand the productive capacity of the economy, you wouldn't have that issue. And the thing is, here in Missouri, yes, our unemployment rate seems really low. But still, we, we've made up basically 70% of the job losses from the pandemic. We still have 30% to go. Yeah, and that's still a ways to go in, in many ways. That's a tough 30%. So uh, right now, Aaron, as you are looking at the state of things, the housing market's getting a lot of attention as well. We were just talking about that. I mean, the more I read, people seem to think it's not really a bubble like what we were looking at you know, 13, 14 years ago because it's not really speculative home buying. It's people that genuinely want to find a home and stay in that home and raise a family in that home. But what kind of concern do you have when you know people are overbidding 20, 25, 30% on homes, which already are listed at a high price? Right. So regarding the issue of a bubble, I mean, what I like to look at is some of the mortgage risk measures that are published. So things like, you know, what percentage of people are putting super low down payments, what percentage of people are paying really high payment income ratios. Those things seem pretty stable. So I don't don't see, again, like a a big precipitous drop coming up. But you're right. Home affordability is a huge issue. And partly you've got, you know, companies like BlackRock and other large private equity funds purchasing up tons and tons of homes. And everyone else wants to get more space because if there's ever another pandemic, hopefully not, mm-hmm. people don't want to be stuck in a cramped space. So what we need is more building. Right? Even yeah. though we have record prices and you hear about a lot of building, building's actually still kind of below where it was 15 years ago, despite prices being crazy. But what about, you know, I mean, there's, there's building going on. You're right. It's not as quick as it was. It's still digging out of the pandemic. But what about the fact that, you know, the, the new builds, I mean, here in our area, the new build is probably, you know, approaching $500,000. So the new builds aren't at the lower or not the lower end, but, you know, the entry level end that people would look for on homes. So how, how does that impact things when the new builds can even uh, help the demand that is that is out there right now? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And of course, one one big force for that was absolutely insane lumber prices. Right? I mean, yeah. lumber prices basically tripled, and uh, that seems to be coming down a bit. And I think part of that was again COVID related. I think the the lumber industry predicted that during COVID, pl- basically demand would plummet. Well, it turns out the opposite happened. So not only were they not ready, uh, you also had the worker shortages were a major issue for them. So thankfully, they seem to be ramping up. I believe lumber prices have fallen about 40 percent. They're still really high. So if we can get those things back down to normal, then, yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to get into a starter home right now. Yeah, It is. It is. Now, if you're looking at things uh, six, 12 months down the road, where I know, you know, it's it's a big question, Aaron, but this is why you get paid the big bucks. All right. So if you're looking six, 12 months down the road. Where is this economy? Where are we as a nation economically? Yeah, well, I think it's going to partly depend on what comes out of Washington, D.C. I do think the economy will continue to recover. I mean, ultimately, the economy is not driven by government. It's driven by the people and and people are are really wanting to get back. Um, But my big concern is, is Washington, D.C. going to pass two trillion dollars of fake infrastructure? Is Washington, D.C. going to pass another one point eight trillion dollars of 
uh, kind of more bailout money. Uh, so to, to me, if those things start coming out, you could see inflation continue to tick higher. Uh, if rationality prevails, then uh, I think things will be looking better, and I think things should should moderate a bit, hopefully. Oh, I hope you're right. He's Aaron Hedlund, Chief Economist at the Show Me Institute on KCMO Talk Radio on a Wednesday. Aaron, good to have you on, man. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, Aaron Hedlund, Show Me Institute on KCMO Talk Radio.